Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk to our man Scott Goldbranson. Hey, hey. Silver and black today. What's up? Scotty, what's happening, baby? I got a question for you. Who yeah, man. Are, are the Raiders closer to the team that scored zero or the team that scored 63 like four days later? It's a great question. I guess we'll find out on Christmas Day against the Chiefs because uh, it's hard to know. I think the offense is what people expected. Okay, not 63 points, but they expected that offense to be more explosive. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo in the season didn't work out, so then they go to Aiden O'Connell. You expected that. You look at the talent on that roster, and you say, okay, yeah, they should be able to put up 25, 30 points per game, somewhere up in there, an NFL average, right? But they couldn't do it, and it was down to 15 and a half uh, even after Antonio Pierce took over, which was worse than when Josh McDaniels was there. So everybody was sort of talking about, it. in fact, the game before that, the loss, they talked, Antonio Pierce said, look, we just, the offense, it's, it's going to click. It's going to click. Well, it finally did click. Now it's too late for a playoff run, uh, but certainly it was good to see some progress there. And I think Antonio Pierce kept his name right in the hopper as far as uh, uh, being able to, mm. to be in the running for the permanent head coaching job. I was going to ask you about that because that's you know what I've been thinking about what they're going to do moving forward with this uh, coaching spot. Uh, to, from everything that you're hearing, how is what's Antonio's chances and and how is it? I, I I think about the locker room. Like, do they even though they haven't always won these games, are they still believing in what he's preaching? Yeah, I mean it, it appears so. They came out clearly after the Minnesota loss. They lose three to nothing, embarrassing at home. Everything was terrible. Didn't seem prepared. Didn't seem like Pierce had a great plan going into that game. Then you get to the Charger game, and yes, they 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 sub, the Chargers submitted to the Raiders' will after about 11 minutes in the game. Uh, but the Raiders executed it throughout the game, even later in the game as they kind of winded it down. They were able to do that. I think the locker room they they're advocating for the guy. I would expect that though. Again, you come out of a crisis situation they had with Josh McDaniels. Of course, the players are going to advocate for Antonio Pierce. He's a player, so he's got that mentality. He understands what it's like to walk in their shoes, and that's important. And I think you should – look, you're not going to hire a coach and, and a GM just based on what the players tell you, but they should have a voice, and I think he's been able to reach them. The question, though, is for me and where I oscillate between the two guys is Antonio Pierce doing a great job in spurts, but can he be consistent over the last three games to the point where he catapults himself to the point where it's like, well, boy, you got to give this guy a chance. You know, he went three and one down the stretch or whatever it is. As of right now, he's 500 heading in. And I think it's a different situation coming in as an interim coach is different than starting a season 
picking your staff, picking the players who are going to start, helping with the roster. So it's going to be a tough choice, but certainly there's a lot to like about it. I feel like we could have the identical conversation, and you can use you could you could just copy and paste everything you said about Aiden o, about Antonio Pierce, and just copy that over to Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think Aiden O'Connell. You're going to see a rookie go up and down, right? Unless there's somebody like C.J. Stroud who just happens to go out there and ball out and and maybe be a rookie of the year candidate. But I think with Aiden O'Connell, what the Raiders have learned thus far, and again, he's got three more games to go is that can the kid play at the NFL level? Absolutely. Is he the dynamic quarterback you need to become a championship caliber team? For me, the answer is still no, guys. I think he's a guy you want to keep and develop. And if I'm the Raiders, what I do is I go draft a quarterback as high as I can in the draft this year. I have that quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, and I go get a veteran, some veteran out there, to come in. And I say, all right, it's a wide-open competition. The three of you go at it, see who wins out. And so the Raiders are in a good spot. They can go get another draft, a draft pick, a quarterback who's dynamic and use his legs a little more, uh, and have Aiden O'Connell there too. And look, he can come in and win football games in the NFL. I think he's proven that even in this first year. And so that's, that's a good thing for the Raiders. But you don't have to count on him to be your franchise quarterback. I think he just lacks that one piece, which is that functional mobility. Hmm. How do you uh, think the season plays out for um, a guy like Devontae? Uh, I thought after that Vikings game, probably not going to see him anymore. Um, but, you know, he's a competitor. And they got, you know, games, if you're talking about the, the spirit of competition, you got games against teams that are fighting for the playoffs or playoff seeding. And, you know, you as, as somebody that just follows the league, you would hope that, you know, they will play against the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Just to, to see that. But what do you what do you think? I mean, Devontae's in a tough spot. He's like in the prime of his career. He's got about three more yeah. games that don't matter. Why go out there and play outside of just being a competitor? Well, I I think partly too, he's he's such a leader in that locker room. I think he wants to go out and do that. He also likes Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he's very, very clear and I think direct about what he likes about him. And I think he likes the fact that he's helping him along, right? He's got the opportunity to do that. And I think that you, they can play spoiler, like you said. You look at the three teams remaining on their schedule. Of course, the Chiefs on Christmas Day, then the Colts, who are right in the middle of the playoff run, surprisingly, and the Broncos, too, who've come out of nowhere as well. Now, the loss hurt the Broncos, but they're still there. So the opportunity for is to play spoiler and end on a really positive note. And, oh, by the way, help the guy that they all say they want to be there get the job is to do just that. So I think Devontae Adams has some motivation. He looked miserable on that Minnesota game, but then on the sideline, he was dancing, doing uh, doing fun stuff uh, before the end of the game as they were racking up 63 points. So I think that, but, but I'm with you. I mean, I think if I'm Devontae Adams, the ball's in his court. When it comes to the offseason, what do the Raiders do? And if I'm him and I like it and I believe in it and we're going somewhere, great. I stay on board because I think we can turn it around quickly. If not, then maybe he says, hey, look, Loved being a Raider, always wanted to be a Raider, but I got to go somewhere because I only got a couple years left. I want to go win, and you guys are too far away. And that was actually my next question, Scotty. Like, how close is this team? You know, it's a good I think they're actually closer than uh, many of us might have thought earlier in the year. And I, the reason I say that is the defense has come along nicely. Are they missing pieces? Yes. But Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, and Antonio Pierce, remember, who coached the linebackers, uh, before he was the interim coach, he, and still does, 
he they they both have done a great job with this defense, and we've seen them. We've seen uh, players like Divine Diablo come along. We've seen uh, guys. I mean, Max Crosby, of course, is doing great. We've now seen Tyree Wilson, the high draft pick. They're using him as a combo. They're moving him inside and outside, and he's doing better in that role. So he might be a hybrid. So I, I think that the defense is a lot closer than we thought and getting better. And then on offense, uh, really, look, if they can get a dynamic quarterback, improve the offensive line, go get a couple other guys for some depth there and maybe improve that offensive line, then they're not that far away. I mean, look, if they can win uh, two of the next three games, I said they'd win seven. They're, they're, they're right now at six, right? So they could win eight, nine games, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, probably seven or eight, I would guess. And if they do that, then that's not that far. I mean, you're talking about 10 wins to get into the playoffs. This year it might be tough at 10 even. But I think you're, you're close to being a 10-win team, uh, so the quarterback makes all the difference in the world. Let me ask a macro Raiders question because I've always wondered this. I think uh, during our live show we had a Raider fan up there, Bronco fan, and I always tried to figure out who is the Raiders' main rival. They got a game going against the Chiefs on Christmas Day. I always thought it was the Chiefs. I know there was a Broncos thing because Al Davis and – and Mike Shanahan and all this other stuff. And then the crazy thing about it, uh, maybe this is just a fan thing. I, I don't know. But in the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl, a gang of Raider fans is like, I want the Chiefs to win, period. So who who is the Raiders' number one rival? You know, I would have to say that it's probably the Broncos. Uh, I think a lot of people would say the Chiefs. Um, KC, but I will tell you this, the, the Chiefs have owned the Raiders so, so much over the last uh, uh, decade and a half that it's not much of a rivalry. But the Broncos, I mean, the Broncos too, you go back, both these teams, uh, you go back to 1977, the AFC Championship game with the Phantom Fumble, all kinds of things. So the history between the Broncos and the Raiders, uh, and, and you talked about Al Davis and some of those things, uh, is big. And I, I, find, I find that the Chiefs, are a bigger rival right now because Raider fans hate them so much because they've won so much, right? It's sort of, it sort of kind of goes hand in hand and the whole AFC West because of the AFL history going back before the merger, they're all bitter rivals. I mean, uh, and the, the chargers too, but the chargers haven't won that much. And the chargers are the only team in the division to not win a super bowl, by the way. So, so I think that it, it's a close tie. I think who, who depends who you talk to, but I'd say the Broncos based on recent performance and the Raiders have owned the Broncos over the last few years as well. So I think, uh, I think Raider fans are enjoying that piece of it. And boys do that. Uh, Mary go around again. There'll be some <laughs> flags flying on that next play. I promise you that. Don't do no damn Mary go around on me. Stop. Yeah, exactly. You better, exactly. You better line up and, better, and, and better, be in regular formation. Stop it next time. <laughs> stop the damn merry-go-round, man. Yeah, oh, I'll stop. I'll stop. I would have done. I'll stop it. Stop yeah. it legally. Yeah. yeah, I'll stop it. Hey, did you see? I know we got Scott here, but did you see people are starting to do what I said to do with the tush push? Oh, going. Yeah, Swift, Swift yeah, got his Swift, ass. Yeah, yeah he yesterday. got. He got. And that was hey, AJ. That's what you, hey, that's what you do. You want to run that play? Well, in, Somebody unnecessary is going to get in, Well, enjoy it now because it's 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 very obviously going away. Like that yeah, that play is going gone. away. It's it's not going to make it into the next season. Uh, Scott, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy enjoy the holiday. Uh, a hell of a game coming up with the with the with the with, with the Raiders and Chiefs. Obviously, one now it's the Chiefs desperately need. Uh, so we'll see yeah. how that takes us, man. But enjoy the holiday, and we'll see you when all the festivities are behind us. 
You too, guys. I appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. Man, Scott Goldbranson right there. Silver and black today. And that's I, I just I don't know what this Raider team is, man. I don't know what they are. Like I don't Maybe they're just that. Well, I just team. but I don't Maybe they're just I kind of I don't think they're that far away though. That's the part that I get hung yeah, up on. I mean, well that and that's why I say Maybe they're just an average team. And if you're average, you're not far from being good. Right. You need a piece yeah. or two here. Yeah. And you can go from six, seven wins to nine or ten. Yeah. See, but is that average a mirage, though? Because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's the – well – But if you get a quarterback, they, now – We positive they don't? Like, we're – like, this kid can't – He's not doing not doing anything of substance next year. I'll say that. Like, he can develop and maybe eventually become some. But well, that's what you have to – that's what you have to do this offseason, too, is when you hire your general manager and your coach – You've got to sit down and determine, like, what are we looking at the next two years? I'm probably drafting a quarterback. You guys looking for a new head coach, too, if you're the Raiders at this point? From what you've seen? I'm open to, like, I'm open to everything right now. Mm. I'm hiring a general manager first. Mm. Like, we don't talk about them retaining, uh, uh, is it Champ Bailey? The, the, the general, the guy who's the acting general manager? Not Bailey, but first name's Champ. I know that. But is it like uh, we don't talk about retaining him? Mm-hmm. We we focus on Antonio Pierce. You've got to figure out the general manager part first. Yeah, yeah. I I handle the Champ general Ke- manager. Uh, Champ Kelly, yeah. I think Champ, Champ Kelly, Kelly, yeah. Okay. Handle handle the general manager situation. Um, just answering the just me. Mm, I probably stick with Antonio Pierce. The last time I love I, that I named the Broncos cornerback. I was about That's to say that would be a turn of events. That'd be amazing. Um, if I if I had to, I they had a guy in there. Um, before, Bisaccia, Bisaccia, uh, before McDaniel's that everybody liked in that locker room, and I didn't listen to the locker room. It's dangerous to you know do things just because it went left before, but I might put a little more stock in that now. What the locker room is feeling, if they're behind a guy like Antonio yeah. Pierce. See, that's I'm my biggest fear for the Raiders, to I be honest. You. That's my biggest fear for the Raiders. Mark Davis looks back, oh, I messed up with Basach, yes, we got to keep Pierce in I there. I hear you, but you have to do the general manager thing first. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. think about Monty. You know, Monty comes in, and what was Monty's first piece of business? General, uh, I'm signing De'Aaron Fox to a long contract oh, extension. Fox, right, And so... Regardless of what he, you know, you know, James will, will will point out. Frustratingly, he went out and signed Hassan Whiteside and 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 and, and Lil Dog. Yeah, he went out and got Glenn Lil Robinson. Dog. That high helps for him. And it's like, okay, Monty went into that first year knowing, all right, I got to make sure De'Aaron's here and happy, and I'm gonna build everything around him. Mm-hmm and go from there. And I'm not going to be able to do it in this abbreviated timeline that I have. So Monty, I'm assuming, I certainly don't know this, I wasn't privy to the conversation, but I'm confident Monty and Vivek had a conversation about a potential timeline for this team. Mark needs to hire the general manager, then have a discussion about the timeline for this team Mm -hmm. as you decide who your next head coach is. Because the players, I I like Antonio Pierce too, Mm -hmm. but the players seem to like Antonio Pierce. That's great. How many of them are you actually keeping in Raiders uniforms moving forward? <laughs> well, yeah, right. It's the timeline thing because it's really like one or two that I'm I'm listening. And that's, Max and Devonte. Then if I'm keeping them and I trust what they see in that locker room, so that it would weigh heavy. It's not the only 
thing I'm worried about, but it will weigh heavy on my decision. And with those guys, I'm also asking them, like, hey, what if it's not Antonio? Mm -hmm. What if we go through this hiring process and we like someone else? Like, we're trying to build out a timeline that makes this competitive as soon as possible. If it's not Antonio, are you still open to being here? Mm -hmm. And... You have that. You have, that, you have those conversations. Yep. They're not declarations. They're conversations. Yep. You're talking uh, with uh, your players. Uh, you're talking with your front office. I feel like Mark Davis, like as far as like what he needs to do, just hire the GM, and then after that, he needs to get out the way. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't talk about who the next coach should be. Like, just let the general manager handle it. If he thinks it's Antonio Pierce, then fair. But if not, yeah, he needs to be out the way. Though my whole point. I agree. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll dive back into uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, and the way they've been playing. We got Trista Crick coming up uh, at the top of the two o'clock hour. A lot of NBA basketball. Has anybody written a column about the Kings being sixteen and nine despite the fact they've been injured? It's been pretty quiet. Hollinger, pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. We'll talk about it. Stealing with KC. Brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, guess it's just me here. It's a wrap for uh, Damian Barling, folks. <laughs> Dame is uh, making sure everything is, is, is good. Well, I was going to say something else. He's just making sure he's getting water. That's it. He's coughing. <laughs> That's it. Uh, back here, D'Lo and Casey. Kings win last night, 143-131 against the Washington Wizards. The hapless Washington Wizards. And... You know, one of the things that I, I love about what I'm seeing from this Kings team right now is they're taking care of the home court. Taking care of the home court. That's what I ask from them. I need I need them to be a place where people look at, oh, man, you got to go to Sacramento. That crowd is loud. That team feeds off their energy. That's a tough game. And I don't know if that was always the case last year. This year it seems like they're taking that seriously. They're like – they're looking at that situation like we're like Alvin Gentry. Shout out Alvin Gentry. We just talked about him. He tried to get these guys to understand when he was the coach. He had to take care of home court. And that's what it seems like they're they're doing right now. Ten and three on the season at home. And I need more of that. I need more of that. Thirteen and three? Oh, hell yeah. They go thirteen and three. Uh-uh, you couldn't tell me nothing. 13 and 3 would be nuts. Absolutely nuts because it means you beat the Celtics, you beat the Suns a second time, and you beat the, the Timberwolves a second time. So, to answer your original question before we were in, I think we were on break, if they went 13 and 3 at home, 
would we then get um, articles on the case? No, 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 no. Mm. no. No, what what's what funny? It take? <clears throat> like a twenty game win streak. <laughs> does them going three and zero in this um, upcoming little stretch right here? Does that do anything for you guys as far as how good you think they can be? Because this is, this is yeah. good teams. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be but, well. One, that'd be six straight wins. But uh, you beat Boston for the first time. Like you didn't beat Boston last year. Mm. You'd beat Phoenix again. I'm assuming KD will be here. Yep. And you beat the top team in the West. Yeah, that 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 holds that holds weight. I just think it's funny no one's written an article that the Kings are sixteen and nine, the four seed, despite the fact that De'Aaron Fox I think has missed what six six or seven. Six or seven? Yeah. Keegan Murray missed like five six games. Herder was out for a little bit. Ray Lyles wasn't here for the first couple of weeks. Then nothing. Nothing. Y'all got nothing, nothing to say. Nothing. Wow. Crickets. Because y'all said there was no way this team was going to be healthy again. And be successful. And they well, were, you were right. right about that. You were right. But they were wrong about that as well. They hit the stride. The stride that they, they are at right now, they hit in the middle of January mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Y'all got that? Oh, are, are the Kings this good because Bradley Beal's out? Mm. I mean, the hottest team in the NBA is in the Western Conference. And it's not the Los Angeles team y'all said it was going to be. Mm. Speak on it. The James Harden thing has worked out just fine for everyone involved. Yeah. They and they're playing good ball. Cooking. Call it like it is, too. All the other teams that have had to deal with injuries like the Kings have not come out the way the Kings have so far. That's no, right. it, and <clears throat> it was predictable. But y'all didn't listen. They got all the answers. They got all the answers. It was all answers. about the Kings. The Kings couldn't possibly sustain this if, if, if something happened to De'Aaron Fox. Mm. Well, they they they've won games without De'Aaron. We don't want to play without De'Aaron Fox, right. but right. maybe the team is all right. Right, it's a good team. I don't, I don't know why. Crazy, right? I don't know why. It's just nobody's saying they're the champs. Nobody's saying all this other stuff. But just that's a good team. That's but they won't team. because they'd have to admit that they were wrong again about this team. Well, yeah, it comes down to like I'm not even gonna, some guy in Indiana actually got locked up or whatever. Mm. Sabonis had a triple double. Where was the tweets at? Mm. Oh, no one had no one tweeted about that. No one's mm. tweeted that we were, the, we were streaming Warzone on Twitch. Some people were. <laughs> the the the. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's written about the 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 in season tournament darling losing four in a row. Oh, no. Where where where's the MVP ladder? Oh. Can you be, can you be on can hey. you be on the ladder when you've lost four in a row? When he, he on he was on the MVP ladder. It was like seventh. Yes, he was. Yeah, it was like seventh. They treat Sacramento. Oh, funny. and boy, have they appeared to turn on Shivano. They've hit that stage of it. Oh, they have hit the stage of we are done with Buddy Hill. <laughs> I saw Miss P quote tweet something, and I was like, oh, 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 they there. Mm. Oh, they. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> B-Lo and JC <laughs> in Indianapolis. That, that chatty house is. They are Get fed him up. out of here. They are fed up with Shimano. <laughs> They're already working out that Lakers trade like we used to. Oh, man. Universal trade. <laughs> Universal trade. Let's get Dan in here. 916-909-1320. What's up, Dan? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, I heard you chatting yesterday about the uh, Zach Levine trade, and you guys missed the biggest reason why you don't want him. What's that? Uh, because Lotte wanted him five or six years ago. 
Oh, know. leave Vlade alone. Vlade also, Vlade also wanted uh, De'Aaron Fox out that Boy, workout. I'll tell you. I'll t- well, I have. Okay. What? Uh-oh. No, no. It, this is what you're doing to Vlade? No, I'm not going to do anything to Vlade. I'll say this, though. If the Kings do. That's, a, that's, that's kind of a funny point by Dan. If the Kings go get Zach Levine, that. That stuff about Vlade being back with the Kings is going to get really, <laughs> really, really loud. Let's get Kamara in here. 916-909-1320. What's up, Kamara? What's going on, gentlemen? First of all, did y'all check out that Scarface Tiny Death? Yeah, I, we saw I a little bit of it this morning. I, I didn't see it. I'm not, I mean, it's one of those things. If okay. I get to it, I get to it. I'm not like a huge Scarface guy. It's pretty dope, though. You'll like all it. I think you'll like it. It's like, all those things are really yeah. cool. I think it was one of the best of the year. Yeah, it was fire. Mm, better than Juvenile? I want to say it's up there. Scarface plays, is, I don't even, he's he got such a, a dope voice. Dog. Scarface got and such a dope voice. His voice is an instrument, dog. Yeah. But he plays a live instrument. Yeah. Faith plays a live instrument. So you would be, you know. But um, check this out. The conversation surrounding if they go 3-0 these next three games, I'll call it right now. You know, these are tough games, but uh, that conversation of De'Aaron being MVP gets really, really, really loud, including the Kings. I think this is a very important week for a lot of reasons. Number one, these are all um, top-tier teams. Two of them are Western Conference. These are uh, top teams, but um, the Kings haven't won a back-to-back. But also just for the makeup of see where this team is at, you know, this is an imperative week. And so I think, uh, you know, the Aaron and the Kings, if they if they get through this stretch, I'm calling it, um, you'll start hearing it getting louder and louder, like, is the Aaron a dark horse MVP? Not just from Sacramento media. I'm talking about nationally, like from other pundits. That mm-hmm. They're going to have to take note. If, if the Aaron performs the way I know he can and the Kings do what they have to do. Mm. So. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think, like, what the Aaron is doing, you got to stop referring to him. It can't be a dark horse. I just like, look what, at what he he's is. doing. Like he's just a candidate now. It, 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 I'm a little late to this party. What Joel is doing is insane. What Jokic oh, is doing, Jokic just. I guess this is just. Jokic is like. Uh, I, I guess he's like Domas. This, this is just. This is just what he does. Yeah, he's just Domas, like on on a little HGH. <laughs> right. He just puts up thirty, fifteen and twelve on a regular basis. It's literally just what he does. I think. Mean, I think you do call De'Aaron a dark horse, though, because, like, then theoretically, yes, 30-6 and six is your top four MVP candidate. Mm. Like, you're right in the thick of it. Yeah. But you look at, the like, all these MVP lists, yeah, all the writers putting out, like, he's not in those. Well, in those, it, those other three, and I honestly think you could throw Giannis in there, too, mm. are so good. Like, the last, that's the last four MVPs, right? JoJo, Giannis, and uh, Jokic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. three people, not four people. Yeah, those those guys are inc- like those guys are incredible. Those the numbers that they're putting up is incredible. Um, and De'Aaron, yeah, De'Aaron's kind of on the outside of that. So yeah, I guess I guess that's because well, they're not even throwing fair. him like with the Tatum's and stuff like that. He's not even in that group. He's not in the second. He's not in the after. Tyrese Halliburton class. Exactly. He's he's honorable mention MVP candidate right now. Imagine losing four in a row and being ranked seventh on the NBA MVP ladder. Call him out next time, Drapes. 
Say the league's writers stink. <laughs> Talking about bloggers and podcasters when it's the NBA's own website disrespecting De'Aaron like that. Hey, um, real quick. I'm checking in from... God, John Poles, good point. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic. Luka's, Luka's balling. Yeah, Luka's balling. absolutely. That's my bad. I'm checking in from 107.5, the fan in Indianapolis. is Chatty House. Oh. Um, I'm trying to see if they're... Wait, is this a shoot? Do they got a <laughs> Chatty a House? Shoot. It's a shoot. Okay. Uh, is Ramsey looking, in it? Well, there's, oh, too soon. Well, damn. Soon. Damn, I got to get the backstory on that. Uh, Eastside Kenny... Says the Jazz want five first round draft picks for Laurie. He can definitely help the Pacers, but like OG, he's pricey. So that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody. This could be a great Shivano. Checking out checking out other <laughs> fan bases. This could be phenomenal. Somebody's talking about watch the ton of Seinfeld. What episode is that? And there's nobody, there's nobody slandering. Is that, that, that might've been like when the chatty house was talking about chicken wings earlier. Yeah. They were talking about sizzler earlier here in our chicken. Someone made in our chatty house. Yeah. No, I'll check back in though. I'll check back in and see um, Mm -hmm. if there's something going on with Shivano in the one Oh seven, the fan chatty house. Shout out two four two boss on Twitter, by the way. I think that's buddy's um, burner count. (laughs) Um, is that like <laughs> Kings 23 Martin from yesterday? Yes, exactly what like it is. Because the 242 or whatever is a Bahamas area code. Oh, oh, nice. Well, let me see this guy, Eastside Kenny. Hold on. He's just out of nowhere. Uh-oh. Sabonis had a triple-double last night. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Warm it up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Warm it up. Oh, they're not doing well out there. They're not doing well out there. Rick Carlo talking about we gotta stop. We're gonna start playing different now. We can't keep playing oh, this way. This guy, Rick. Oh, oh. Rick, Rick is not pleased. <laughs> Rick's having that Dave Yeager moment. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Let's get our man Dave potentially from Carmichael in here. Dave, what's uh, going on, man? Definitely not Carmichael. Where are you uh, from, Dave? Where are you from? Long Beach. Oh, okay. Long, Shout Beach. Out Long Beach. Jason, Jason Jones. Let's go. Yes, yeah, yes indeed. You went, you went to Poly? Oh, I didn't. I went to Wilson, so you probably hate oh, my okay. high school. I got you. I got you. Um, I was going to say, the guy that I honestly think that – I think Ham was, like, really high on last year, John Collins. He's super cheap. <clears throat> he's got that, He's got that like, height that we're looking for. He can actually produce in the NBA. We've seen it at least once. Maybe twice he might have had two pretty good years. I feel like if he came into like this system, kind of looking around, like I'm sure he's he's seen losing at this point. Mike Mike Brown might be the guy to actually be like, hey, he's got Kevin Herter locked in. What could he do with this like versatile, athletic guy that can honestly block shots? And he's shooting 38 percent from three. Let me ask you. What let me is, let me ask you this real quick, Dave. What do you think that costs the Kings? I think probably like probably Harrison Barnes. I don't know. Okay. I feel like they they probably want to dump him. Mm. They they threw a salary dump and like what was it a second round pick to get him. I feel like he's more affordable. He kind of sort of is like a poor man's like Jaron Jackson. Like it's it, he kind of fits. It's just, I think with that guy, it just comes down to coaching. 
And it mm. turns out that that's like nowadays, like a strong suit of this team. Okay. I don't, I'll tell you this. Appreciate you, Dave, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike. I've never, I was never in on the John Collins thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like we used to talk about John Collins, you know, prior to the Sabonis move, like he was going to be the Sabonis move. Mm. Like the move that, that it's fair to say Sabonis changed everything. Right. 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 We used to talk about, <clears throat> I think some of the conversation around John Collins used to be, he was the one who was going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And I never agreed with that. Mm-hmm. You want to do it now? Oh, I'm fine with it now. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with John Collins as a piece of what Sacramento's building. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at that either. Like, like uh, the call said, it's going to be a little cheaper than all these other guys that we're talking about. But this is a guy that, you know, has potential to, to be an impact player out here. The, the one thing I know he's, eh, I shouldn't say I know it. I, I have a feeling that he's a decent rim protector for a power forward, but does he guard on the perimeter well? That's something that I'm not familiar with. I gotta I gotta go back and watch his game a little bit more. Um, but I think about a guy like John Collins. I think about PJ Washington, and these aren't the big, uh, super sexy moves that you know Siakam, OG, or or Levine are. But I think they. Mm-hmm. That that could be the way to go, where you you make moves for guys like that, and it's more in your price range, so to speak. Like you can you can make that happen if you feel like you need to make a move. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. Um, I just can't figure out if they'd want to move Harrison or not. I know that sounds weird, given. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I, it, they w- obviously wanted him here. Mm-hmm. I think they were exploring other options first. Yeah, and we could, we That's, could go, we could, we could talk about, we could talk about the different players to death. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking more from like a trade component. There were, there were, there were other things that they were trying to do before that Harrison deal got done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they like Harrison. I don't know if they're married to him. John Collins this season is um, 14 points, eight rebounds, shooting 40% from three, 48% from the field. Yeah. Dave, the Universal Davion and Harrison deal, that works, too. That makes the money work. See, I see I see Jay here saying the, uh, John Collins ain't it. $25 million in uh next two years after this one. Jay, that's that's not big money anymore, 25 bro. $25 is not that much. Yeah, not that's bad. not big money anymore, man. That's you gotta you gotta Jay you you, you people are looking at that twenty five million from John Collins you gotta look at through the through the eyes of like the growing salary cap right. like that twenty five is that's that's easily digestible that twenty five here here's here's the money thing that twenty five million does not interfere with signing Malik Monk there you go John Collins honestly when you think about it might be the best of both wor- worlds for who like the ones that want to make a deal and the ones that don't want to blow yeah. this team up. Because Harrison, like, he did put up, what was it, 18 or whatever yesterday. Last night, yeah. Like, we'll see what he does on Wednesday and stuff like that. Davion's not getting out. HB and Davion Yeah, work. that works. Throw on a second round pick with any age if you want. The only killer with that is, why would the Jazz take on another guard? Davion's got upside, and they're maybe trying to blow it up. But they already got, off the top of my head, two point guards right now with Sexton. And well, so did the Kings. That didn't stop them. <laughs> is Colin Sexton like? Are you building? Like, are you 
like hold on to Colin Sexton. I like Colin room. Sexton. Like yeah, yeah but like to I me like, like I think Danny could see like as a piece. Like if he's gonna blow it up, I don't think you're it keeping could. Colin Sexton yeah. around. He could. Maybe. Who knows what Danny Ainge sees? Davion's more low risk to where you're probably not gonna win much, but you'll see if he can play and all that. Wow. Well, and if he doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Nah, I mean I like I said, I I think that John Collins and what he could potentially be going for is a little bit more in the in the King's price range. <clears throat> yeah. It absolutely. Makes sense. Absolutely. 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 Um mention the third quarters. I mentioned this at the start of the show. The last three third quarters for uh Sacramento, and we can even go to four of the last five if you just allow me to skip the Clippers game. No, go ahead. But the last three, 46, 44, and 41. Mm. Those are the points that they've scored in the third quarter. Again, if you allow me the opportunity to skip the, skip the Clippers game, the Nets, they put up 44. Mm. And I think if you go back to before that, I think the Suns game, yeah, the Suns game wasn't in the 40s, but that was the 33-12 to 12 fourth quarter, or third quarter, excuse me. Mm. They're playing really, really well coming out of halftime right now. Yeah, it's the mark of a, I'm not calling them this, so to speak, but it's the mark of a championship team. Yeah. We saw firsthand with uh, Golden State when they were on their run and what they would do in third quarters. And if the if the Kings are able to establish that type of mentality or whatever it is coming out of the half, that's a, that's a championship trait. It is. I mean, another team that used to come out second half strong was the UConn women. Mm. They'd come out, and every analyst would tell you, you know, just watch these first four minutes. Because mm-hmm. UConn out that locker room in the first four minutes, they could, they could end this game. Mm. And, you know, during that run, eight and a half times out of ten, they did. Mm. Uh, similar to what the Warriors did. I just think that is so impressive, uh, the way the Kings are playing in, in these third quarters. Um, it's setting them up to be in great positions headed into the final 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. When they're not crawling back from a deficit, you know, when they're playing from ahead or, or playing at least in the vicinity of the game, most in, in the case of these past three third quarters, they're playing ahead in these games. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a great component for this team. And, and like you kind of alluded to and mentioned uh, the other day, I don't know. Now we're now we're talking about third quarter De'Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> now fourth quarter De'Aaron. Right. At twelve points, three of three yesterday in that third quarter. Five of eight from uh, the free throw line. Could have fifteen points in that quarter. Yeah. He's just like, look, man, I've already conquered the fourth. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> why don't we just uh, come out the break and be hot? And to be fair, he wasn't the Kings' best player in the third quarter. Harrison Barnes was doing his thing <laughs> H- in the third quarter. HB three. <laughs> The third quarter for Harrison Barnes. HB3. Good good game last night from Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Man. Good game, man. Like I, I, I'm going to continue to say it. My thing with him doesn't have to be 19 points. It doesn't have to be, you know, this big. But you have to have your presence felt uh, somewhere on the stat line and somewhere in the game. That's and, good because that's the only place his presence was felt. It was. I was, was going to leave him a 
Leave him alone on that one. He had this a good time, game. But, no, know, like I, he had a good game. Uh, whatever it is that day, whatever, whatever. If it's scoring, if it's <laughs> defense, if it's rebounding, whatever What's it is. What's going on tonight? Boston and Golden State's tonight. I yeah. might rewatch this game and just track Harrison's movement. <laughs> that might be. That's all I want to do is just. Oh, you know what? I forgot. We have a program that will well, help us we do, do that. We do. I'm gonna yeah. just track Harrison's movements and see, like, how come he. How did he really not get a single rebound this whole game? That don't make no sense. <laughs> because the Kings won, it's sort of funny. The Kings that lost, no it wouldn't be funny sense. at all. Did um, I'll ask you, I'll ask anybody out there, you know, that wants to call in, did anybody look at Kyle Kuzma last night and say, oh, man, you would have been nice on the Kings? I just don't feel that way about Kyle Kuzma. I feel that way about Tyus Jones sometimes when I'm watching the Wizards. Um, the backup point guard. Trey. Trey Jones, excuse me. Yeah. Did you? Did you have feelings of what could be? A couple times, you know, wow. see him hitting, hitting some, you know, deep pull-up threes and getting to the basket a couple times. And once again, and this is the thing, like when people talk about Zach Levine and all these other guys, like Kyle Kuzma's the same way. I look at him in, like, the role of Harrison Barnes. 11 shots a night. Mm-hmm. They double down on Sabonis, so they double down on De'Aaron Fox. Who you want taking that shot, Kyle Kuzma or Harrison Barnes? Kyle Kuzma just a better shooter. Mm-hmm. That maybe doesn't understand the game better, or maybe he's not the better teammate, but I'm looking at it from in that respect. He's a better rebounder, things of that nature. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, but every time you think about – Oh, he's better at this. You got to ask yourself, you know, would he buy in? I don't know. I'm not gonna say that he would or wouldn't. I don't know, um, and I think that's just as important important as if he could hit an open jump shot. Would he buy into the system or not? And that's something we don't know. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just pointing out. He looked fine last night, Kyle. Yeah. He did. He did. He didn't look like he was bothered by being on a four and twenty. It was an audition yesterday. That's why. <laughs> oh, maybe it was. He was talking to De'Aaron a lot. He was. Did De'Aaron like that? I'm gonna get you out. Is that what it was? They had to, they had to cover up their mouth. Well, they had to do that. Yeah. To come get me. I mean, that's OBJ to Jimmy G. Who's OBJ just signed in the... Cleveland to Jimmy G? Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy had any say so. Kyle would tell Jimmy, get the hell out of my office. Bro, Kyle Shannon tells me where to throw it. I can't get you here. (laughs) uh, uh, Kyle's going to make me hand it off if I keep (laughs) talking to you. You can hand it off ten plays in a row. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I like – I don't dislike Kyle Kuzma. uh, Kuzma. Once again, if he he buys in and he he wants to win and – you know, he's not worried about just his shots or something like that. I like Kuzma I a lot more than I like Levine. Yeah, I think Kuzma's a, a more natural fit. Just a seamless fit. They, I, I, no, I take that back. I did watch a couple of times when he had a couple of times. Damn, if they had Kuzma out there. Really? How are you going to guard this team? Nah, he's. How are you going to guard this he's, team? He's a bucket. Where's how, the help coming from? How'd you feel about Jordan? Uh, Jordan was whatever. Jordan's not the same player. He's not the same person to me anymore. Mm. He's not. And a lot of people ragging on him for that um, move when he was uh, when De'Aaron just went by him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, it was kind of funny. It was. Like, he just he put just, his hands up. Like, no, nope. he, he was just like, not me, and just like turned to the well, side it and wasn't, didn't even go by right by him. It wasn't good defense. I'm not going to make that argument. I look at that as that was more of a phenomenal move by De'Aaron Fox than it was terrible defense. So that Hezzy and zero to sixty, the way he did that. De'Aaron would have done that to a lot of people. I'll be honest. I looked at it completely different than both of those things. Mm. I thought Jordan thought someone was going to be there. Maybe. Because the way he just opened and let De'Aaron go by him, I thought he expected someone to be right there. But, of course, it's the Wizards, so no one was there. Mm. And now Jordan looks like a jackass. Maybe so. And it was a little deep uh, on the court. Like, usually you see something like that around Mm. 18 feet away. Like, De'Aaron was like – was was about by the basket. fifteen feet away. Yeah, he has he looked around. At that point, I can understand somebody saying, "I stopped him. Mm-hmm. He's looking to go make a pass somewhere." Mm-hmm. And then he just does this nasty like kill dribble mm-hmm. and go. It was. I looked at that once again. Not saying it was great defense, but I looked it at was. that as like, "Yo, De'Aaron is nasty for that. That was that was sick." Mm-hmm. Yes, but you know, a lot of people. Got upset when they get upset, but they they saw it as an opportunity to pick on Jordan. We'll come back. uh, More hoops ahead. Trista Crick joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I asked Kenny who the most Googled person in the United States was this year. I don't think you're going to get it. That means it's not Taylor Swift. Which is weird. Yeah, it's not Taylor Swift. I don't know. It's Damar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. A, that was a that was a monster story. Oh, absolutely! Demar Hamlin was number one. Jeremy Reiner was number two. Oh, it's I've, Travis is Kelsey he, was number three. Is is Reiner's with us? Right, he was just in yeah. He, he's with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the tractor okay. fell on him. Yeah, yeah, he's good though. Yeah, he's with us. Because I saw I was I saw the Avengers the other night and he was in there and I was like, damn, I can't remember. Is he Jeremy Reiner from Modesto too? A Niners fan. Most Googled memes in 2023 in the United States. Jerry Lawler laughing. <laughs> That's a gif, I think. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, true, true, true. Kevin James is in there. Kevin James is number one. <laughs> Kevin James is number one. Number four, the folding chair. Ah. We got to do a best of, like, the folding chair. Where's our calendar? Who, I, I haven't seen I the have calendar to, since you brought it up. Like, I they haven't been to, keeping up with it, I don't think. Damn, I, I think it's on my it's on What my, calendar? The one where it's, like, the um, Twitter story of the oh, month. Jaw was oh, on there oh, twice. Oh. The submarine was on there. Alabama was on there. I got to find Oh, it. here's a new one. Kanye West claims African Americans aren't black. Come on, man. We're Indian. Still around. Why is he still talking? I I, I, post I don't even need him to talk. This question will be asked on 1025 today. Do we just look at him like a crazy person and like, no, he's really talented. He's just crazy. Because hear me out for two seconds. Mm-hmm. What R. Kelly did was reprehend, it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it was super easy to just be like, I can't rock with this dude anymore yeah think of everything kanye has said and done mm-hmm. and i worked out to it's a little different but i worked out to what's it called good music cruel summer 
like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Complex played Overnight Celebrity in the mix yesterday. Mm-hmm. He didn't play Honey Love no. or Slow Down. Like, at, at what point do we, like, why is that? Why have we been, un, like, this dude, I told you yesterday in, in researching this thing, dude gets streamed 20 million times a day. Mm-hmm. He has not been canceled, despite the fact he should have been a long time ago. Even I haven't canceled him. I mean, it almost feels like... The dude wore a shirt with White Lives Matter on it standing next to Candace Owens. It almost feels like R. Kelly's the only one that's ever really been canceled. Was Cosby kind of canceled? Yes and no, but they they brought the Cosby show back. That show's on TV? Absolutely. I watch it often. Comes on TV One, and the reason for it was oh TV One, that's right. You the told the me reason before. for it is very justifiable. Like, you know, there's people who were still getting income from the Cosby Show, and when he made a mistake, they all lost out on money. And you know, some people are like, "That's not fair." For uh, what's what's my man's? What was his? Uh, what was uh, Sandra's husband? Uh, Alvin. Alvin. That's not fair for Alvin mm-hmm. because, you know, like he didn't do nothing wrong. And now a man who's now a thriving actor. He is a thriving after actor. they tried to make an ass out of him yeah. for working at Whole Foods. Yeah, because he was, he was grinding out here trying to mm-hmm. get what he could. So that's why the Cosby show came back. But it came shout out 50. Back. Shout out Tyler Perry. Shout out mm-hmm. everyone who was like, oh, no, that's we, we got that. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, yeah, it feels like R. Kelly, the only one that's really been canceled. I've never tried to look up R. Kelly streaming numbers. Let's get Manny in here. Um, Trista Crick's going to join us at the top of the hour. 916-909-1320. What's up, Manny? Hey, real quick on what you were just speaking on. I'm going to tell you because R. Kelly's acts were like these heinous acts that like are right in your face. You know, there's a lot of parents out there. Like, you don't have to be a parent, obviously, but they're just like hit you in the face. I think with uh, Kanye, there's a whole bunch of it. I still listen to his music, too. Um you're hoping at some point, like, it, it becomes, like, not that he snaps out of it, but it's like it was almost more due to a sickness or a mental health issue mm-hmm. than it's really him. And I think oh, everybody holds on to mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, you know, one day he's going to apologize. He's going to get on, not to say he needs Medicaid, but maybe he'll get on something and it just kind of triggers where he goes back to what we consider normal. And I think that's what it is. We hold on hope that at some point, I mean, in Chicago, we've been trying to trade them, but ain't no ain't no takers. Mm-hmm. So, I think I, I think to to that point a little bit, Manny. I think um, uh, people look at R. Kelly with what he did as as being like a a sick individual. An they just unforgivable sin. Yeah, they just look at Kanye as just a, a jackass, as, as Obama. Yeah, interestingly yeah. enough. This is from 2019, by the way. This is not 2023. I just mm-hmm. found the title very interesting. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it's on Revolt. And I <sighs> clicked on it for those that know the backstory behind that website. Uh, R. Kelly's streams rose 116% immediately following surviving R. Kelly. I can believe it. So they told the story of this man's behavior and his streams went up. Mm-hmm. His streams, though, in recent years still pale in comparison they're not small 5.4 million per week again kanye's 20 million per day yeah. kanye kanye's just looked at as is just a jackass i guess like he's so. not looked at as a, a vile human being he's exactly yeah i i 
I, I, I got you. I'm sorry, Manny. Go ahead. No, no, I just because I'm always afraid of Jesse cutting me off because I know I'm. <laughs> but, um, I kid, I kid. Hey, but with the Kings, I think you know we all we have all these names that always float around. We talk about it all the time. We get into debates, all that. But sometimes people lose sight that this is literally only into the second year of this crew gelling together, right? And like you said, like there's always sometimes there's a somebody on a team like let's just Jimmy Butler, like. When they drafted him, no one knew he was going to be what he was, but that's what he turned into. So you wait for your guys to develop, and sometimes you get, you know, like Keegan, I don't, we didn't know what we were going to get when we drafted him. We knew he had certain skills. Now he looks like he could be 10 times what was originally thought. So that changes what you need and what you, like, like you said, you change your perspective of who you wanted yesterday from yesterday to today. And I think Monty is the same thing. He's sitting back. Hey, if something presents itself, that's a good trade that doesn't hurt us in other areas where we can still continue to grow with what we have. Cool. If not, we're not in no hurry. We're still developing. We're still, I know everybody wants to be a championship now, but it's a process and you don't want to rush out and get something that ends up making you take two steps back mm-hmm. from what your original plan was. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Manny. Wow, for sure, man. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think there's much of anything that can take them two steps back if they're holding on to Fox, Sabonis, Murray, or Monk. I don't think And they, Monk. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. Like, they can't make a trade, in my opinion, that derails what they're doing. That's the core core, and those are the guys. You can mess it up if you trade one of them, but the other ones, and I know that may come off a little harsh, and I think they're, they're important pieces too, but I think those four – or a little higher on the on the pecking order. I don't disagree with Manny's call, and I get what he's saying and all that, and I pretty much do I do agree with him for the most part. But also, like it's the second year of this um this this Kings team or whatever. But how many more years are you gonna get Fox at thirty and six? Uh, I think he might get it for you another three four years. I'm saying like, and it was a couple like a few years, but you gotta like you gotta like pounce on that and make the most of that now. Like you're getting the best of Fox, you're getting the best of Sabonis, you're gonna be getting the best of Keegan in a little bit. Well, that's the I think that's the 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 beauty of this. Mike has really pushed these guys. He's he's talked about it from a team perspective, but I think it applies individually too. He's talked about he's used the phrase. It's really hard to go from good to great, Mm -hmm. and he'll talk about that as it pertains to Sacramento, and he uses it a way to laminate the way the team the 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 reasons that the team needs to be better defensively. Mm -hmm. De'Aaron going from like twenty five points per game to 30 points per game is incredible. Mm. Like that jump is massive. Like going from 15 to 20 is like, okay, you're really emerging as like a, a, a really solid player. Right. But going from 20 to 25 where you're already a, a really, really, really good scorer in the league to now you're an upper echelon scorer in the league is, is really difficult. And what, what De'Aaron is doing is his his window of greatness is like opening. Mm. Like it's not closing. It's not like his window of greatness is opening right now. Yeah. Domas, the same thing. Like these, the, we, we talk a lot about, you know, when these different trade proposals and all of this stuff, timelines. Yeah. And that's the timeline they're talking about. The timeline is De'Aaron Fox's age. The timeline is DeMontis Sabonis's age. Oh, the timeline is Malik Monk's age. These guys, that's that's the timeline right there. Who fits with that? 
because if you fit with that, the window for the greatness of the team now mm-hmm. opens up for, as you pointed out, five years, yeah. half a decade. I feel like there's there's some wild cards at play too because we don't necessarily know where Keegan might Keegan might turn into a 22 per mm-hmm. points per game scorer. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk is also a wild card. Malik Monk might turn into this 15, 16 point per game every like depending on the opportunity. With if he gets more opportunity, yeah. he'd be a 20, 20 point per game score. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a couple wild cards there. I'm trying to think of De'Aaron Fox, and I don't I don't know what's a good comp to his career, his career like him and SGA, it almost feels like uh, almost feels like it's the first we're seeing it. There's one in my mind and I don't know, I'll let you and TK tell me tell me what you think about it. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 